and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Do you enjoy reading poetry? You know what? I really do. I, I don't get the opportunity to read it as much as I would like to, but um, there are many times where I'll run across a poem, and you know it just kind of stops me cold because I cannot believe how people are so talented as to string a bunch of words together and it'll actually move me in a way, you know, either, you know, positively or make me sad or happy or, you know, whatever, but I am just always in awe of good writing. Yeah, I, poetry is amazing because it's so, so few words, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's very uh, concise yes. and like each, and, and a lot of emotion, like each word holds a lot. Right. And it's very important, like just selecting just the right word in every phrase. Yeah, and yeah, it's exactly, just exactly that right word. And um, the one re reason why we're talking about this, that, you know, it's National Poetry Month, which got us to thinking about just the, the talent of writing and the words that, you know, follow each other and how, you know, hiring a, a right type of writer for your particular job is so important. Yeah, and I think it would be easy for people to just, or people say to us, it's like, oh, I just need a writer. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, but there's all different kinds. There are so many types yeah. of writers. So what exactly are you trying to do? Exactly. What do you need, need to be done, or what are you trying to accomplish with whatever it is you're writing? Um, because there are, there are all different types of writing, and people who are really, really good at all of them, mm -hmm. but not, you know, not great at and or don't enjoy some other type. Yeah, and just to kind of, we're going to go through some of these, but just as kind of a, a quick example, I mean, there are writers that um, write specifically to name products and things like that, name colors, and um, I find that that is a huge challenge on its own because it's like one word to describe one color, or maybe two words sometimes, you know, it could be like, um, you know, because you had used the example of uh, at times you like to name paint colors and things like that. I would like to name paint colors. <laughs> I think that would be a super fun job. Because each of those little chips has a different color. You know, is it a pure white or a sunshine white or is, a, it, is it a washed out white or um, I'm not a, a namer, so that's as the extent of my naming. But people see this like on nail polishes, on fragrances, on paint chips, like you said. And that is a really special type of writer that can come up with those things. Yeah, and there's, there's like great stories. I remember reading this story about um, how they named the ed school and there's like you know often ad agencies branding firms get involved in that and they have come up with all these like really interesting names you know, I'm sure you find an article about and reading about and then at the end of the day they're like no we went named after our grandson Edsel <laughs> and you look at all the other choices that were so much better uh -huh. oh, that's <laughs> funny <laughs> but it is it's like the emotion mm -hmm. of, you know, finding like just that right word or phrase, you know, to name something, the, the emotion of it. Maybe they could have sold a few more if it had a cooler name. That was kind of the point <laughs> of the um, And so, you know, you could go everywhere from that to like a highly technical manual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's a, a whole other side of the spectrum, but also an amazing writing talent to be able to do that kind of work. Right. So let's say you meet a poet at a cocktail party. And you're like, oh, I could use a writer, and you bring them in to write a, something that's really technical. It's 
not going to go well for any of you. Yeah, they will probably hate it. <laughs> yeah. And, unless, you know, I mean, some people have multi-talents, but, you know, let's just assume it's not in their wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. They will probably hate it. So and it'll be a struggle for be, sure. You know, maybe not what you were looking for either. So I think that we were just going to talk through some different types of yes. writing and, like, the kinds of projects it might apply to, like mm -hmm. where you would use that type of writing. Yes, yes. And um, that could be anything from like a, you know, content writer to an editorial writer to SEO writer. Um, we talk a little bit about, you know, um, the, the, the fine print and the small type, you know, there's people that just specialize in disclaimers. And, yeah. um, you know, how, how do you get all that legalese into, you know, I was going to say in a one small space, but sometimes it's a big space, which is a lot of small type. <laughs> Yeah, I but people that, some people love that. They love the detail of that. They yeah. love the um, the research of that. They understand, you know, how to take that legalese and put it into layman's terms because it does have to um, be understood by your client mm -hmm. as well, the person who's purchasing your your product. Yeah. So I think we can start over on like probably the most uh, you know highly creative, maybe a little more esoteric side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of, you know, we already talked about like branding, naming, mm -hmm. you know, maybe even naming your business. Right, so, like, right. People, you know, help companies all the time name businesses or name a product, name a service. So there's that, which also includes things like building uh, personas mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. your company and your brand voice. And yes. So a, a lot of that is about establishing like who you are and a personality for your brand or your product or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting how much you see this like personas and personality being applied to things that don't have any, like a technical device or a pharmaceutical drug, mm -hmm. you know, medication, or right. or the condition the medication solves. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I think a lot of that is around trying to bring emotion and life to things that don't have it. Exactly. So, and I'm sure we've all seen the drug commercials where, you know, if you take our particular product, you'll be like this very happy family that is, you know, no longer depressed, no longer sick, you know, and we're all holding hands and it has solved all your problems. I mean, they're, they're trying to create that sort of mood as to why you should buy this product. Otherwise, they're just going to have like a table with that has a pack of pills on it. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, and you're like, oh, I don't like them. pills, you know. Yeah, and, and so a lot of it, like when we worked in retail before, we worked a lot with personas, mm -hmm. like brand, you know, within the company had this sort of a character, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what, what you guys called it, but, um, you know, it was a person that was our ideal customer, and we knew everything that this fictional person was not real, like, but we just knew everything about this person's persona, you know, where she shopped and what she ate and her hobbies mm -hmm. and her family and does she have a career and where does she live and all these different things. And then everything around the marketing, like that was kind of the filter. Yeah, it had to go through that lens. You were you were writing saying, would she say this? Right. Would she would, would she buy this? Yeah, exactly. Would she like this color palette? Mm -hmm. Would she wear this outfit? What would she name it? And yeah. And so I think doing that kind of brand persona work for your company or your product or your, you know, whatever, your drug or whatever, mm -hmm. is so important because it helps everything, like, pull together and make sense to the person you're trying to appeal to. Like, a lot of times, just because you own the company or you're launching the brand, it doesn't mean you're not always the customer. Exactly. 
And so I help. I think that can really help, like a whole team. It can because it, then they they all know who they're trying to sell to versus them trying to sell to themselves to their friends. It's like, well, your friend is not our right. client. It's this person that we created created the story. Would this person buy it? You know, so yes. you can keep running it through that filter um, to make sure that you're on point with your marketing and your the whole presentation of your brand. Yes, exactly. Because it's not anybody you're doing writing, design, or whatever, it's not like my taste, like, I'm sitting here looking at you and you're all black. <laughs> that's not what your character at the, the retailer you work for no. would have worn. So no. it's not about, like, what do you like? You'd be like, well, I like black. It doesn't matter. She would wear pink and turquoise. Yeah, the client so. was a complete antithesis of, yeah, of what, yeah. the way that I dress. Um, so it takes it away from being, like, what you like to what would appeal to them yes. because you've determined that up front. Yes. And an, another um, parallel to that, in a way, is, you know, writing the story for your own business, too, because in many cases, people want to know about you or the, how the company started and things like that. And you could, you know, write down the basics, but it might be boring or it might be, um, you know, not not full enough. You know, you might not give yourself enough credit to where you know, the, the story of the, the company has all started and gone and things like that. So sometimes having somebody to hire, you know, hiring somebody to tell your story is also a positive too, um, just because it makes it, I don't want to say more interesting, but it makes it more interesting. Mm -hmm. I think they can help you focus in on the parts that are interesting and appealing and, and eliminate a lot of Mm -hmm. and the fluff that maybe you really care about but yeah because it, it's not reading a resume you know it? yeah. it's definitely it's not helping move the story along <laughs> right it's it's more um three-dimensional than that and uh, a good writer can definitely help you tell that story yeah so also over on this like you know maybe fewer words but highly creative side mm -hmm. is stuff like headlines mm -hmm. and marketing uh, you know, slogans, mm -hmm. taglines, anything that's like kind of a short phrase, short sentence type thing. And it's interesting to me, I, I only learned this a couple of years ago, that like even in the publishing industry, often someone, often the person who writes the article doesn't write the headline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like there are people who are really good with, you know, five to ten words. Right. They're not the person who wrote the long form article. It's a totally different style of writing, for sure. And actually somebody who has the, you know, the... Um, the talents of poetry, for example, might be able to put a couple words together to do a headline for you. But if you're trying to then explain the product, that could be a totally different writer. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, if you think about like a tagline or a headline, like those are, you know, a few words that you're trying to bring a lot of personality and emotion mm -hmm. and punch in in just very succinct way. Yes, which is a lot like poetry, like you said, um, but very different than like a two-page white paper mm -hmm, about, you mm -hmm. know, a service or whatever. So so there are people who are just exceptionally good at that, like just that one right word yep. that's the headline yep. or the, the tag phrase. Um, so, you know, all of those things are, are a lot of, like, very emotional, a lot of personality, that kind of thing. Then, you know, kind of moving over a little bit, I think you get into a little bit more of the storytelling mm -hmm. kind of work, and that could be editorial, journalism, which is, you know, very mm -hmm. fact-based mm -hmm. storytelling. Um, ex you know, like you said, stuff for your website, maybe explaining your product or service, right. maybe some of your history, those kind of things. Anything that is more explanatory, but you still need it 
you need it to tell a story. Right. Like it needs to have some kind of arc. You need to be interested, engaged, excited enough to read all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. But it's a little longer form. Yeah, it's a little more um, fact based in some ways um, versus emotion based. I mean, you still want to create, you know, create emotion and, and a mood in there somewhere too. But people are going to want the facts at that point. Yeah. You got this fun, sweet. Touching headline, for example, but then tell me more, you know, yeah. and and that's where that more that editorial or narrative um, sort of writing comes in handy. Yeah, and people are ultimately looking for information, mm-hmm. but you're trying to deliver it in an engaging way to you know keep them connected. But yeah, ultimately they do want some details. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you um, and what I what I like about this sort of writing too is like you might have a product or a service and you know it backwards and forwards and you're trying to explain it to somebody. Let's say you do decide I'm just gonna write it myself because I, nobody knows this better than me. You go ahead and you write it, and strangely sales don't continue and <laughs> you're wondering why. And it's maybe because of the way that you wrote it and it is not really understood by your client your, or your future customer. You know because either you got too far into the minutia of it. You use words they don't understand, um, and that's where a writer can help too, because they can. You talk to them, they listen to you, they interpret what they've heard, and that's exactly how it's going to work out in the real world, and um, show you something that they've come up with. And if it's completely off base, then you know you're telling it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think that this kind of writing is actually an area where people could use help from a professional and often don't tap into it. Yes, absolutely. You know, they, they're like, oh, I can just write about my own product. And mm-hmm. yes, you probably yes, can. Yes, you can. But you are so close to it. Mm-hmm. And you know so much of the detail and that it took you 10 years to develop it. And, and all this information that to the customer is not what they need to know. Right. Like they need to know, like, will this, you know, filter my air or whatever it is that I'm <laughs> right. trying to accomplish. And so a writer can help Hope, I think, take, and, and even if you just use them to edit what you write, mm-hmm. they can look at what you've written and then edit, maybe add a little more engagement, maybe rearrange so mm-hmm. it's a bit more of mm-hmm. a story, it you know, gets exciting and has a conclusion and, and those kind of things. Like, yes, you can do it and you probably have all the details, but a lot of times a writer can make this kind of information so much more compelling. Yeah. And even, even if you use them just to help you with what you're putting together. Or just even understood. I mean, um, it, it's a matter of, let's just say you designed the most amazing new remote and you can talk to everybody about how it actually works, but I really want to know how does it actually work, you know? Um, where's the on button? Right. How do I, you know, change the channel or change the so volume? Why, why do I even care about it? I already right. have a remote. Yeah. Why what, do I need this why one? Is it, why is this one special? <laughs> and, you know, you're, you, as the owner, could say, because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, has, well, you've well, told well, me nothing. Or whatever. It's like that means nothing to me. So, exactly. Yeah, I think that How can I not live without this? I think a professional writer can be that intermediary between mm-hmm. you who knows almost too much and the customer that doesn't know anything. Exactly. They can help, you know, make that connection to the customer. So this is an area, I guess, personally, I really encourage people to use a writer for this area because I think a lot of times they don't. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. It, and, and just a little bit of time with someone who's really great with words right. and understands your customer could make this kind of, of writing, which there's a lot of out there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe articles you're submitting to journals, there's, you know, obviously all the stuff on your website, marketing material, stuff that goes with your product. But there's so many areas that there's this kind of content mm-hmm. 
and it's a little bit of time with a professional writer right. to help make it so much better. And investment. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely worth the investment. Yeah. So, you know, kind of leading in, especially your remote example, there is a, an area that's like way far beyond that, which is more technical. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and people who are great at this really are great at it, and, and a lot of people don't love it. And so it's <laughs> important to find the right kind of writer for this, but yes. it is... It's often content that is related to things that are complex and sometimes like really regulated. So a lot of times it can be, you know, technical, of mm -hmm. course, software and hardware and that kind of thing, but it could be pharmaceutical, mm -hmm. medical, mm -hmm. um, legal, insurance, right. know, all those kind of uh, products or services, I guess. <laughs> There's a whole variety of things that fall under that. That, that can be kind of complex and detailed, but you need your customer to understand it on their level. Yes, And yes. so a lot of times, a writer who's really good with this can like talk to the software engineer, understand what they're talking about. So mm -hmm, they have to be able mm -hmm. to understand the te technical details or legal details or whatever, but then like, they're almost like an interpreter to me. They're mm -hmm. a translator. Translate it into normal user terms. Yes. And so, it takes a special person who can like understand both sides like that. That immediately makes me think of like the manual you get with your car, which is like which is sometimes great and sometimes a two hundred page document. Yeah. Um, and you first have to find what page it is <laughs> you your problem is and keep kind of flipping around. But ultimately, it is explaining it very thoroughly and in a way that I can kind of understand and not have to call the garage or the. Yeah. The seller and how do how does this work? Yes, every time I have to change the time on my car, I have to pull up my manual. Yeah. I can never remember how to do it. You only do it like twice a year, yes, so you know exactly. why remember that? There's Love you got you got so many passwords to remember. You can't remember everything. Yeah. But it has some excellent instructions. Exactly. But and so so that's but someone had to write that. Yeah, and they they had to talk to the person who designed how to change the clock. Mm -hmm. No doubt they told them in this like very technical way, and then they had to put it into like a three sentence paragraph. Maybe some pictures. Me, like a little graphic. Yeah. So yeah, I just I know some people that do this kind of work, and it is a really different kind of writing. And people who are really good at it and love it are top notch. And a lot of people who do headline or some of that more uh, punchy, emotional, personality filled writing, this mm -hmm. is just not their thing. Right. Right. And so. You know, just like we would say with all of these things, each of them are special and, and require a person who is really good at and enjoys that type of writing. Like, all writers are not interchangeable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I have changed the time on my, on my clock, and I feel nothing. <laughs> Other than accomplishment, I guess that I figured out how to do it. But relief um, that I'm not an hour late. Like yes, I I was. it was not. It was not meant to create any sort of emotion. It was just more informational. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, and then there's this there's this other kind of category of writing, and it's become more and more visible and important as we're seeing a lot more digital marketing, and it's things like UX content writing and yes. SEO. Mm -hmm. Um, experts, you know, people that write specifically to attract good SEO outcomes. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And so to me, those those kind of writers are very tied to the sales process mm -hmm. and are like the one last step to getting your customer to convert, whatever yes. that means, you know, wh whether they're like ordering something, they're clicking a form to make an inquiry, they're, you know, 
time after your newsletter, what, whatever quote-unquote sale is for you, whatever you want them to do. Mm -hmm. These writers really understand how people are navigating like through your material, your mm -hmm. website or your marketing material. How, what's a client think or how are, what's good, what, how, what the, the, how do you make this easy for them to navigate and, you know, as far as, you know, what are they, how do they think? See, I'm not even finding the words for Chris. Yeah. I need a writer <laughs> for me right now. Right <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like how is someone going to navigate through, like say your website, how is mm -hmm. someone going to navigate through it? And what do you ultimately want them to do? And how do you tell them to do that? Right. Like, that's a special kind of a writer, which is very different than the others. Yes. And then, you know, SEO, the, the search engine optimization, that's really understanding what might someone be looking for that would lead them to you. Right. It, and and how that's... you incorporate that into your stuff so that they do find you when they search for something that is not at all what you describe your product as. Yeah, because uh, like for example, if we want it, oh, we'll do our own SEO and we're gonna put in, you know, um, creative talent and we're gonna put in a woman-owned business and we're gonna put in, um, you know, clients looking for work or something like that. And that's just like three things, you know, for the most part. But somebody who really specializes in SEO is going to find all the words that you need. And, and again, from the per, the searching person's perspective, what words would they use to try and find you? Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a great example. Like, you know, we would refer to our industry as staffing and mm -hmm. recruiting, but. I don't suppose a lot of times that's what people search for. Right. They, probably, they know what the um, end product yeah, is, I guess. Like, I need a graphic design job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> search. <laughs> or, you know, hire a writer. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're probably putting in what they need. Right. And so we have to figure out how to connect between what they're searching for, what they need, and what how we describe what we do, you know, make that connection. And that's uh, SEO expert can really help you with that. And whether that is looking at the actual words you use on your website and in your, your advertising, and then also any kind of paid mm -hmm. you know, search. Mm -hmm. And again, not necessarily somebody who's going to write your cute little catchphrase. Yes, exactly, because there's certain words they're incorporating in mm -hmm. a way that still is logical and like it's a real sentence. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so those type of writers, and we're seeing more and more of them, those are like, very aligned to like the customer journey, sales process, converting, you know, kind of side. And mm -hmm. so of course, they're still good with words. They're still creating compelling content, but it's with a very specific end result. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that area is growing a lot. I mean, Absolutely. as digital marketing is growing a lot, that's growing a lot. Absolutely. Um, nothing um, like a pandemic to show you how you can move your entire business to a digital format. And in some instances, you might be dealing with some clients that didn't normally shop like this. Maybe they were the customer that always came to your door and liked to you know, start a conversation. But you know now it's online, and maybe you've adjusted your company now so it's all online or things like that because maybe everybody's working remotely or whatever and people just can't walk in like they used to um you know how are they going to navigate your web page if they've never had to navigate your web page before yeah and i mean that brings up just a great point of how important all of this you know digital online access is for people for in some cases for many people that that's not how they function like they have no choice now Mm -hmm. That's the only way they can find mm -hmm. out information about 
getting a vaccine shot or their doctor's office or whatever, where maybe they had many routes before. And so, right. so I think that these kind of people are so important right now because they have to understand the person you're trying to reach that may not be the most computer savvy mm -hmm. or have the most access to technology and that kind of stuff. And you still have to help them navigate through your process or yes. signing up or getting mm -hmm. or whatever it is that they're, they're needing to do. Like, I think that not so many years ago, maybe just pre-pandemic, people sort of made the assumption of like, people who are finding me online are pretty computer savvy. And if, if they're not, they're finding me in a different way. Yes. And now everyone has to find you online, whether they're computer savvy or not. Yeah, and there's you know people out there that maybe even are computer savvy that are kind of struggling with all of this too. And um, just regarding websites in general, I can tell you that you know since I've had to you know do a lot of purchasing online, um, I would visit some websites. And honestly, if it was too hard, I didn't buy. Yeah. You know, so if it's not easy to navigate, people will walk away. I just give up. I do too. It's like I didn't need it. That you gave me too much time to think. I was an impulse buy, and then I got stuck, or I didn't know where you know the the cart was, or something like that. Something deterred me, or maybe it was just a slow website. I am so impatient when it comes to that. If the website's too slow, or if I can't find something right away, um, I'm done. I'll just I didn't need it. You know, the conversation's right. already over. And so that that you know really is like the territory of like this UX content, mm -hmm, right? you know, mm -hmm. this, this customer journey writer, you know, user experience writer that should sit down and say, like, if Catherine is my ideal client, what will she do? She'll click this link and end up on my website. And I want her to put this thing in her cart and buy it, but I've made her go through seven extra steps and get a password yes. and do all these things, and yes. she just gave up. Yep. Like, that's where they can really... and. You know, user experience strategists also, I think, get involved in that, and that's a lot more than the words, but the writer is is helping say, like, are the words explaining, here's what you do next, mm -hmm. here's where you should click, because this button says this thing that says click here, or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, mm -hmm. it's obvious, and so a lot of it is stuff that seems intuitive or obvious, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Like. It seems so. Make makes sense just to you. It seems so intuitive <laughs> when you're using it. When it's done well, it's like, well, yeah, obviously this is how you would do it. But when it's not done well, mm -hmm. it's so frustrating. Yes. Like you only notice it when it's not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you don't want to be that person caught that that business that's caught like that where it's like, oh damn, you know, they had to do a few extra clicks and then lost interest. So yeah, you have to make sure it's not how even how you would logically you know, put it together because there have been some websites too are like, oh, now I understand what they want me to do. But you don't even, you, you got to just work quickly and, you know, working with somebody like this that can help that navigation just could be the difference between a sale and not a sale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it, it even ties back to that originally we were talking about like the brand persona, knowing who your person is. Mm -hmm, that you're trying to sell to, know, yeah. You know, coming to you and, um, you know, one, I think one really strong, you know, currently timely example is, you know, like the way vaccination appointments are rolled out are online mm -hmm. and all these new portals and things launched and the first group eligible for the oldest age group mm -hmm. for obvious reasons because mm -hmm. they're the most vulnerable. So we were testing all these untested websites and new portals and like registration tools on a group of people that probably were not 
the most likely to use something like mm -hmm. that anyway. It's right. like just a, a complete. Yeah, you know, they had to call their grandkids over to help them sign up. And, and I say all of that saying, like, I feel fairly computer savvy, and when my time came around, mm -hmm. I still couldn't. Like, oh, it was still a challenge. It was still a challenge. Something. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I missed my point. You know, he didn't click so fast enough, you know. <laughs> so I just think like, wow, I'm computer savvy. And I mm -hmm. find these, these portals and, and the way this is like really confusing. Oh, my gosh. If I wasn't, I yeah, literally, I would just be like, I just have to call somebody to help me. This is not <laughs> exactly. you know, working. So I think that just shows like right there the importance of this kind of, you know, clear writing, clear navigation yeah navigation yep. because this is this is how things are done now right like everyone in the population has to go through these online portals that's how you get an appointment yeah and again I, this sort of stuff just leaves me in awe just talking about it that somebody knows how to do this um i'm like yes here take my money because <laughs> it's it's much easier than me trying to teach myself how to do it or even pretend that i have this talent yeah it's really important and um Sometimes I think easily overlooked, mm -hmm. so or you know people are very comfortable you know doing it themselves. And you know I'm I am all in favor of some DIY that I I'll go back to even if you bring in a professional just to help you with some parts or yes. to edit what you you put together the basics because you know all the details. Mm -hmm. That's great. Then bring in someone to help you walk through it and and edit, and yeah. it could be so much stronger, more more usable. Yeah, it's definitely worth just that investment. It's it's just like a one time thing too. You know, once it's set up, you just can can keep using it until you want to refresh it, I guess, and then you can do this again. But yeah, it's definitely worth investing in. And and then, you know, and I think we said this in the beginning, but we'll say it again. All writers aren't equal, just like all designers aren't equal. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has strengths and areas that they are best at and things they love doing and stuff they really don't and so you know not just I'm like I need a writer right and, oh you know my cousin is good with words yeah. <laughs> you know you took that in school or something and so you know identifying what is it that you need you know mm -hmm. just touched on maybe eight or ten different kinds of writing there's probably that many more you know little nuances like identifying what you really need, what you're really trying to accomplish, and then identifying the right person mm -hmm. for the job. Absolutely. That's so important. And if people find that they're struggling, they can definitely, you know, contact us here at Portfolio Creative. You know, we know just a ton of writers in all of these different areas. But, um, you know, just, just bear in mind that just because you know a writer, they're not going to necessarily do the writing that you want. Yes. And I think from the talent side, knowing what you our best at and love, which usually go hand in hand. Absolutely. <laughs> Generally are the same thing. And really um, leading and emphasizing with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe you love doing the more emotional, punchy stuff, the brand personas and the mm -hmm. storytelling content, but you really don't like the, the heavy technical mm -hmm. stuff. Even if you're capable of it, right? don't don't put it in your portfolio. Don't show it. You know, if someone really asks you to do it and it's one of your clients, you're like, yeah, I can do it for yeah. you. That's fine. But don't lead with it because people will hire you for what they see. Absolutely. And if you are really good at something, that's where you're going to shine. And then people will start knowing you for that. And then more jobs come in that regard yes. versus you kind of being just a jack of all trades. Yes. Just really building your expertise. And, and generally, your expertise goes right along with what you like the best. So you're going to be happy, too. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing better than that. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. And we hope you have gained something by listening today. 
Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.